My honorable mention is the Ageless Wonder Hall Ride. Okay, mine too. Wait, 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 but but can I say my honorable mention is just the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't age. Okay, so literally I have Paul Rudd because he looks the exact same in 1995 as he does now. Oh my, okay, so we picked the exact same person, but not even that specifically <laughs> the exact same thing. Also, I wrote down, what does this guy do? I need to know his life routine. What does he put on his skin every day to be the exact same? Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're joining us here, you probably love romantic comedies, which is perfect. You're at the right place. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... Clueless! Clueless. And we were off last week um, because we were getting married. We got married! So the burning question from our wedding is, Devin, did you say your vows in classic rom-com quotes or lines? Did we actually get questions about that on we Instagram? We did. We actually okay. had quite a few messages um, as well as comments. And, um, and so <laughs> last episode, I made the joke by saying, how funny would it be if someone said their vows or if I said my vows in classic rom-com lines? And... I, I literally said it as a joke. But then Devin said, oh my God, that's how I wrote my vows. I had already written my vows. I wrote my vows weeks ago. I genuinely thought he was kidding. Oh, you know what? How, how about this? So, so I rewrote everything except for the very last line. <laughs> Which literally is was the best. Well, no. All of his vows were absolutely unreal. Um, and Well, thank you, because I was feeling the pressure after last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, you also... I got torched a little bit, I feel, for the idea. Wept. Of- you wept. There was oh, not yeah. a dry eye in the room either, and they were extremely touching and beautiful. Um, yeah, so outside of the vows, your boy Devin got very emotional. I cried a lot. You, you listen a lot. to this podcast. There are Devin Weep warnings everywhere. The mm. entire wedding was just more a weep so than warning. Sarah Weep warnings. Yeah. 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 So I think the the Devin cried. Oh no, to be expected. <laughs> but the vows. So I rewrote them after getting torched a little bit for having rom com lines in there. I left I left in the last one because Sarah on Instagram is Siri Canary. Some people call her Siri Canary. So I left in the. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Yes. From the notebook. But okay, how about this? I had. It was very touching. I had three others. Okay, yes. Let's see if you can guess. Everyone wants to hear it. I'm not going to read it out, but let's see if you can guess the. (laughs) Are the movies all movies that I like? Um. Well, they're all romantic comedies. Okay. Um. Is it you had me at hello? No. Oh. Okay. That's too easy. Where Where am I going to fit that into a? Into a speech and at the very beginning, you had me at hello. No, the very beginning was. the wedding date. I think I'd miss you even if we'd never met. Oh, that's really sweet. That's a good one. Okay. Well, you got another one? Well, you can't do Notting Hill. <laughs> I'm just a girl standing no, in No, <laughs> not that one. Um, when Harry Met Sally? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, good guess. Okay, okay. When another one that we haven't been able to do yet. the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to... Start, start now. as soon as possible. Oh, as soon as possible. Ooh, that one's a good one, too. Ooh, look at you go. Those that, those are good. Okay, okay, third one. What's the third one? Yeah. Is it... You in... know what? It was already in there mostly, and I just changed the words around. Oh, okay. Is it a 90s or 2000s? 2000s, maybe 2010s, actually. We've oh, done wow. this movie. <gasps> We've done this movie. Okay, um... 
it's not Wedding Crash. Is it Wedding Crashers? No. Okay. What would I have for Um, the one where... Mom, the meatloaf! <laughs> Imagine. Hey, there's How a, there's a few good, good ones in there. No. Um, okay, the third one is... Just tell me the third. So I, I changed the words around, but it was like a... Uh, Obviously, I took oh. Holly out because that's not your name. But And to note, he didn't say it with an Irish accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> but I took all of them out. I changed the wording around because that one, that part I liked because it was like, uh, you know, ways that you have improved my life. So I wanted to end it on, you know, I said you make me a better person by loving me. Aww. Instead of you make you me did. a man by loving me. Yeah, I, I like the change. You make me a man. Um, Sarah cried too, so I'm not alone on the crying. I did. This is true. I didn't weep as much as Devin did. Oh, man. And you know what? The day was phenomenal. Um, Spent with family and friends, and uh, it was was the best day. The fact that we were actually able to celebrate. I know we're still in a panini. You know, all that's still happening. Do you not know this? That like instead of calling it the pandemic, you're supposed to call it like something else that starts with a P? No, does anyone else know that? Yeah, Am I the common... only one who doesn't? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Are there articles on this that I'm missing? Was the, there a memo? You listening right now are like, wow, how is Sarah under a rock and does not realize that? Okay, legit, I'm, I must be. We're calling the pandemic a panini. Okay? A panini? A panini. Panini. Clueless, Clueless. is a 1995 coming of age teen romantic comedy written and directed by Amy Heckerling. Amy's also. Um, Made Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She did. And look who's talking. Clueless is the, dare I say it, iconic story of Cher Horowitz, played by Alicia Silverstone. She lives in uh, Beverly Hills Mansion. Her father is a successful lawyer. She attends Bronson Alcott High School, which is a fairly affluential high school, I believe. And basically, Cher is, she's the shit. She's got the money. She's got the looks, popularity, style, Everything has been coming up Cher her entire life. And Clueless is the story of Cher navigating high school with her best friend Dion, played by Stacey Dash. We also meet a new student at the school, uh, Ty, played by Brittany Murphy, who Cher kind of takes under her wing. And we also have Paul Rudd, Cher's stepbrother Josh, a very important character in this movie. What are your thoughts on Clueless? So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? But it's like when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that like did not RSVP. So I was like totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and like people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was like the more the merrier. And so if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. So, Clueless. Okay, this movie is a true 90s rom-com classic. One of few, really. Um, It's a movie about how clueless we can truly be in life, I think. Um, You know, it's easy to lose yourself in your own world and not pay attention to anything else around you. Um, The only difference is is that Cher and her friends are insanely rich and they literally live the life. But I think the message in itself 
is still there, just with some major modern twists uh, for the 90s. I think Cher doesn't know how to be a better person. And she decides that she starts with finding purpose and helping a new student achieve popularity by doing a classic 90s makeover. But before that, even it all starts with setting up her teachers to ultimately help her find herself in the end. Like she's doing. But let's not twist it. She's doing it for better. So, So yes, yes. To get. Better grades in the end. Um, Like, I see the attempt to make Cher a good person and the movie message to show that people can grow and become better people. Um, But it it makes me laugh. Like, it's still such a good movie to rewatch. Like, it brought me back to the 90s. I loved it. Yeah. It's it's so fun. And um, this movie launched a lot of slang in the 90s i find as if as if um whatever that actually didn't exist prior to this movie so this is a quick fact but i'll i'll kind of dive into it now all of their slang in this movie were actually written by the director and the writer wow yeah so she wrote all of these and she actually had to explain to the cast what (laughs) they were and what they meant before taping Imagine. so yeah say whatever but like give it like a weird emphasis on the ever and you okay? have to use your fingers yeah. to do a w <laughs> yeah. like i love it so much before i dive into my piece you, you bring up a good point that shares character like 99 percent of the time when it's an extremely popular rich high school character she's the worst she's yeah. the mean girl in the movie and shares character kind of walks this fine line of I like I think she's a good person. She tries to be a good person, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when she's doing good things it's for her own self-interest. Absolutely. Which is important that Josh, Paul Rudd's character is here to kind of bring that up and it's it's this very interesting character arc where like I think Cher is good, but sometimes she just falls into these very um materialistic yes, ways. Habits, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um but first off, this movie is iconic it is the definition of iconic and the fact that you just brought up the fact that it's creating slang that yes. took over the 90s iconic the main thing that struck me re-watching this movie and this is a question for you mm-hmm. what is this movie about in one sentence or two sentences what is clueless about so i kind of tried to touch on it a little bit you know i think trying to make yourself a better person however is that what it's about? No, no, no. To... I think... Oh, politician think... series no, 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 I think the movie is literally about a super wealthy group of teenage kids trying to navigate high school. Yeah. Like, that's literally the, what it is. I, I would say pretty close to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what I would say is that this movie is about entirely nothing. Like, every other high school romantic comedy, there's... There's a destination, you know, like I'm a junior and I'm dating a senior and ooh, what happens when he leaves for college or we're both seniors, but we're going to different colleges or I'm an undercover reporter and I'm falling in (laughs) love with my teacher. What happens then? Like every high school romantic comedy, I feel like has this driving force behind it that pushes you through the conflict of the story, but you can see it like you you can see the destination on the highway like, oh, okay, I I -hmm. see where this is going. This movie is about completely nothing it's just about Cher and her high school life and we end up finding the conflict and yes. the love as we go along her story but I don't think it's about anything specific which is actually kind of fun it 
it feels like a John Hughes movie, like Ferris Bueller's mm. Day Off, where it's like, what's the premise of this movie? Nothing. It's about a kid skipping school. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it, all it's about. And you know? is that what makes it so great? I, I there's no there's nothing that you have to make happen. Exactly. It's kind of beautiful, and I don't think you can make a movie like this anymore because the trailer would be boring. We'd be like, what's this movie about? They're like, it's about nothing. We're like, well, I'm not going to go see it then. But it is kind of beautiful that they made this movie it. about nothing except Cher. And it is really captivating, which is cool. Yes. Materialistic, vapid, literally <laughs> Cher, everything about Cher. Yeah. Like, it is her world and we're just living in it. Exactly. <laughs> so is this movie more iconic than 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, great question. Because I actually have this... Um, Opening songs in 90s romantic oh, comedies yeah. mm-hmm. are amazing. And I pinpointed 10 Things I Hate About You. The opening song is great. Yep. Um, this one, I think they do Kids in America by the Muffs. They do, but they also do a little bit of No Doubt. Here's where Dion lives. She's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Oh, right. Yes. And at the time, I think when this movie came out, No Doubt really wasn't that big yet. So Gwen Stefani, No Doubt. Right, yeah. They weren't as big as like, they blew up. So I would say 10 Things I Hate About You is a better rewatch. Like, I enjoyed Ooh. rewatching it more. But if we're talking about straight icon, it's this movie. Oh, I don't it's know. It's so They're iconic. so close. The quotability of this movie, even rewatching <laughs> yes. it, I, I didn't realize how many of the lines I remembered until I was rewatching it. Like, I remember this whole movie. This is great. I would like to say 10 Things I Hate About You is more iconic. However, really? Yeah, I do. I It's just, it's. I think the writing's better. The acting, I mean, lots of people say Julia Stiles' acting wasn't, like, ideal. But those, those, her dry sense of humor in that movie and her wittiness in it is just so good. And her and her sister, like... It, well, playing it, off Heath Ledger as well, I yes. think Julia Stiles was the perfect kind of dryness. Like, you didn't need her to be this dynamic character. You just needed her to be True. really mean to him. <laughs> and, like, for me, Paul Rudd or Heath Ledger, ooh, that's really oh hard. Because, like, God. Paul Rudd, I love me, Paul Rudd. However, Heath Ledger... <laughs> Settle down over here. <laughs> Heath Ledger, by far wins that but they're really really close but i still say 10 things i hate about you there's so much about that movie and interestingly enough they're both modern adaptations of uh well this plays or books this is jane austen emma and 10 things i hate about you is taming of the shrew right so very interesting that they're both modern adaptations done in the 90s the 90s were obsessed with shakespeare they definitely were yeah yeah so it opens with Cher choosing her well getting ready for school but choosing her outfits i thought this was like when i first watched it back in the 90s i thought this was a the future is now moment like when are we gonna have an outfit picker i program okay a little known fact about me is um i really like to shop but oh I God. also, Sarah, I love clothes. You know, the like the intervention shows oh and hoarders and stuff like that. Sarah is. OK, it's not that bad. But <sighs> but I always maybe this is what started my love for fashion. God, this movie, because all I ever wanted in my life was this outfit program that she had. To this day, I still want it. So somebody out there... they not have an app for that now? Like, it I must don't know. Exist. But somebody out there needs to invent it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take it and, and love it. The way Cher describes her friendships, especially with Dion, makes me laugh. So in the first little bit of the movie, she says, she's my friend. She's talking about Dion. Because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. 
And she also explains, uh, we're, we're both named after... Dion and I were both named after great singers of the past who now do infomercials. Yes. Freaking hilarious. Oh, oh my the God. The quotes in this movie are so good. When she talks about her house, isn't it classic? Oh, my God. The pillars are from the 70s. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I can't. And pagers. Can we talk about pagers? I, we never had, did you have a pager? No. No. Did you have a pager? No, 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 no. Okay. No, but like people in high school when we were younger had pagers. I just like, I can't think of like what life was like. But imagine now, like, people wouldn't know what life is like without a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We but we didn't have pagers. Weird... We were in that weird, like... We weren't important enough to have pagers yet, but cell <laughs> yes. phones weren't widely owned enough, so <laughs> yeah. we just didn't have anything for a little while. But it makes me think <laughs> of payphones, too. Well, yeah, she uses a payphone at one point during this movie. I actually saw somebody using a payphone not that long ago. Really? Yeah, Where? I know. Um, just like on the, the, that's a good question because there aren't that many pay phones no. left. It was just like by a, a corner store kind of thing. But I was like, interesting. I haven't seen somebody physically using a pay phone in. I can't remember the last time I saw a pay phone. Years. Yeah. I remember when my mom used to drop us off, like me and my friends at like the mall or the movie theater. She always used to tell me, take a quarter and put it in your shoe in case you needed to use a payphone. Oh my god. We're dating ourselves now. Is... But, but and that's like because we didn't have cell phones. Anyway, I just I just thought of that actually right now. The the whole take a quarter and put it in your shoe. I don't know why I couldn't put it in my pocket, but I would put yeah. I would put it in my shoe. Yeah, what's the thought process with I the don't shoe? Know. That doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Maybe if I got mugged. Yeah, <laughs> I'd at least have somewhere to call home. They never look in the shoes. <laughs> they never take the shoes. So Cher says that she refuses to date any high school guy because high school high school boys are like dogs. You have to clean them. You have to feed them. You have to take care of them. Do you believe that this is true she's for high school wrong. boys? Yeah, no, she's probably not wrong. I mean, I hate to like compare them to a dog because I don't think that. But I do think like... Teenage boys. They're dirty. They're thoughtless. They're, yeah, yeah. Like, I think of how I was in high school. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping that you can give us an, an an inside look. Well, just, uh, you know, let's say it was not a great um, relationship partner <laughs> opportunity. You know, I, I probably wouldn't date me. <laughs> like, so the movie kind of, I guess, moves forward with Cher getting her marks back for classes yeah there are like weird phases to this movie and i would say the first phase is yeah. her getting a bad mark and realizing hey my my uh debate teacher is kind of an a-hole or not an a-hole but he's just very crotchety he probably needs to find a love interest yes so she finds that love interest in another teacher at the school. She's yes. trying to hook them up. Yeah, which like I give her props for actually going the distance with convincing every single one of her teachers that she should get a higher <laughs> mark. Because I I know I couldn't. Like have you ever asked to change a mark in school like either like high school or college? Jay, what's this all about? My report card? The same semester? Uh-huh. What'd you do? Turn in some extra credit reports? No. Did you take the midterms over? Uh-uh. You mean to tell me that you argued your way from a C plus to an A minus? 
Totally based on my powers of persuasion. You proud? Honey, I couldn't be happier than if they were based on real grades. No, by the way, it was Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, no, but the, there was one time specifically I got a bad mark, and it was one of those bad marks that they're like, we want your parents to oh, sign no. this test <gasps> so that they are aware. So I forged their signature. Oh, stop Here's it. Here's the thing, though. I practiced on the other side of the test. Oh. So my teacher was like, that doesn't look like their signature, and he flipped it over, and there was me practicing. <laughs> Devin, come on. I know. I didn't try that hard. It was like philosophy. I don't really care. Let's philosophy? Was this in college? No, no. This was in high school. You had philosophy in high school? Yeah. Why? Hey, philosophy is important sometimes. No, for yeah. sure. But I just like, <laughs> I never had philosophy. Interesting. You know what? Through these podcast episodes, we've learned a lot about your high school. And <laughs> it leaves a little bit to be desired, Sarah. What? I'm going to be honest. Mean? I think we talked about this before, but I love the scene when they're talking about being late to class and the guy gets up and because he has the most late, um, in... He does like a thank you speech. An no, no, no. Speech. He does an Oscar speech, Devin. He doesn't do a thank you speech. He does an <laughs> Oscar speech. And I died. This is very close to being my best scene. Wow. Because I loved the way he went up and he just like, he sold it. Like, I was like, oh my God, this guy, amazing. And then the teacher's just standing there being like, what the heck? And then he gets to share and he says the teacher says you have two lates and she goes oh sorry sir i was surfing the crimson wave <laughs> i have never heard that one before like i must have forgotten but it was so funny i thought it was absolutely crazy and hilarious but yeah that scene was very close that oscar award-winning speech was to die for <laughs> i also thought it was crazy how they were talking about mark Wahlberg. When he was only a musician. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't. And not a big actor. They were talking about how Marky Mark was going to come and sign something. Paul Rudd was talking about it to share, saying that they were going to get him to go plant a tree. Wow. And he would have still been just with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Exactly. So they were like, oh, yeah, like Marky Mark's going to come. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure they're talking about Mark Wahlberg. And he like, does he not like to be referred to as Marky Mark anymore? I have no idea. It was so long ago. It was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure it was definitely when he was still a musician and not a huge actor. There's somebody Gen Z listening to this right now being like, wait, Mark Wahlberg was a, (laughs) he was a musician. He was a musician. He was in a boy band. And it was like their big song was so good. Oh, they've got a few hits. Yeah, yeah. Like Genuine still gets it. Radio airplay. Yes. Yeah, that's Mark Wahlberg, that dude. <laughs> Getting Marky Mark to plant a tree. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so their plan works to get the teachers together, and they all get no homework and all A's. And so Cher's like literally praised around the school as like the best person ever. <laughs> And I love that she thinks that that's a good deed. Yeah, and that's back to the, is Cher actually a good person or is she doing everything for her own self-interest? And this, I would agree, is she thinks she's a good person. (laughs) Yeah. You just did this to get better marks. And she thinks she's very like, oh, good for you, Cher. You helped so many people. No, no, no. You helped yourself and a byproduct was your other classmates Got no homework. Yeah. And (laughs) she even kind of takes this into like, so the next scene is when they're doing, I think their tennis type thing. They're all the, the physical education teacher is like saying, okay, you need to come up and, you know, take your shot at tennis. And they've been waiting in line for an hour and a half. And they're just like, go up there and hit the ball. And then they continue. But the best excuse was um, Amber. Miss Stoger, my plastic (laughs) surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. 
Well, there goes your social life. Another moment that as it was coming up, I'm like, oh, this is the balls in the face joke. <laughs> and then she delivers it. And it's very like, it's kind of deadpan where like, if you're not watching, you totally. miss it. So funny. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if you're younger, you wouldn't get it to begin with. Yeah, it probably goes over your head. But this scene is where we meet Ty, played yes. by Brittany Murphy. Ty is... New kid at school. She comes from, I'm not sure where she's from. No, they never really touch on it. And if they do, I missed it. Yeah, but it's described as maybe a a little rougher area. Like, I think she makes a joke about getting, um, smoking some weed, maybe not long Uh, after. No, getting some coke. Well, she says, I could use some herbal remedies. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. We've also got a coke machine. And she's like, you guys have coke here? (laughs) I know. I was like, whoa, that's that's a lot. That is a lot. You guys are 16. But Ty is kind of the crux of this story outside of Cher. Because Cher sees Ty. She sees her in her baggy clothes and her plaid, you know, sweater wrapped around her waist. And Cher decides, hey, I'm going to fix this girl. I'm going to make her popular. This is their new project. Yes. We also get to see, um, I think this might be the, the first or the second time we meet Murray, who is Dion's boyfriend, Donald Fajon. And he keeps calling Dion woman. And she asked him not to do that and instead call him Mrs. Dion. I would like to be known as Miss Sarah. Miss Sarah. Yes, from now on. Thank you very much. (laughs) Miss Dion. I like that. Miss Sarah. He does have a funny little spiel after she's like really getting pissed off about being (laughs) called woman. And he hits her with this like, listen, like there's a lot of slang like in the hip hop world that sounds demeaning, but really it's more like empowerment (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. And I think Ty even remarks, she's like, wow, you guys talk like grownups. That's kind of weird, isn't it's it? It's true. And I think, like, their relationship is really funny in this movie. Like, they are essentially, like, an old married couple that have been married, like, 30 years. And it goes back to Ty. Most 90s teen movies are about some sort of makeover. We're, we got to fix somebody. We do. Somebody's got to be not cool enough, and we got to make them cool enough. Yes, and that's the thing. It's not that they're not pretty enough. It's not that they're not... They're not cool enough they're not popular enough and so let's redo them because it's going to help so much so that Cher makes her over does her hair dyes her hair and makes her do Cindy Crawford's buns of steel every single day back to the whole is Cher a good person and Paul Rudd's character Josh brings this up when Ty is over there and they are doing that and Cher they kind of go into the kitchen and she says aren't you proud of me like look at what I'm doing and Josh said wow you I'm amazed. That I'm devoting myself so generously to someone else? No. That you found someone even more clueless than you are to worship you. I am rescuing her from teenage hell. Do you know the wounds of adolescence can take years to heal? Yeah, and you've never had a mother, so you're acting out on that poor girl like she was your Barbie doll. Freshman psych rears its ugly head. Hey, I am not taking psych. Whatever. I'm going to take that lost soul in there and make her well-dressed and popular. Is Cher doing something good? I don't know. I don't know. And, like, even asks her to change her accent, like, tries to speak better, which, and, like, they learn a new word of a day. Like, what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> I was so confused. I, you I was know what? like, what is happening? It would be funny if there was a book like How to Become a Better Person by Cher Horowitz. Oh my God. If they made this like, you know, thing based off the movie. I think the advice in it would be great. I think Josh makes her a better person. I think if she didn't have Josh, I think that would be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> and that is Cher's future right there. You know what? You bring up a good point. I think Cher wants to be a good person, but yeah. she's so stuck on materialistic things and josh is kind of her 
canary in the in the mind pit of you know like directing her in the right dis- direction wow that's deep wow Getics minds are deep oh Zing. wow i know i Sarah's know. got the dad jokes <laughs> i do okay 90s commercials oh man i was gonna say the mentos commercial comes on okay it's weird because they haven't really strayed from that Mentos, Even yes, fresh and a, fresh and a I when it's on, I can probably sing the entire thing. They have really not veered off of what it is. Mentos, the fresh maker. <laughs> Seriously, it was really weird. And you know what the oh wild God. thing is about those commercials? I actually remem- remember which one she was watching. Oh my! Because it's really? the guy and he's giving the thumbs up. Yeah. Nineties oh, commercials were weird. Do you remember your favorite Mentos commercial? There was the one where the guy's late for a job interview, or maybe he's early and he sits down on the bench and yeah. he realizes that the bench was getting painted. Oh so my god! And he he's got up. like white stripes on his <laughs> pants. So then he put he pops in a Mentos. Ding! Realizes, hey, I can just do this with my coat. So he rolls around on the bench so that it looks like his entire suit now just has white stripes. How do you remember that? Are you kidding me, Sarah? No. Iconic commercials. Iconic Mentos. The Fresh Maker. Oh my God! You How could literally sell you? Mentos right now. <laughs> Mentos, uh, get a hold of us, please. Thank you so much. So they're headed to a party in the valley. My best scene in the valley. Okay, do you want to talk about it then? I'm not going to talk about more of it. Yeah. So Ty was vibing with this guy, Travis, played yeah. by Breckin Meyer. He is a burnout. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a skateboarder burnout, like classic. Like he's also the guy who made that speech for being late like 40 times. Yes. And at first, so, you know, Travis brings up this party to Ty, and Cher says we're absolutely not going there until... Because it's in the valley. Because it's in the valley, until Elton, who is kind of in the the cool kid group. Which, again, is another classic musician name again, Elton John. Elton, Cher, Dion. Yeah. So then they they decide, hey, we're going to this party. Cher is trying to hook Ty up with Elton. My best scene is this, because... Of the advice that Cher gives Ty to get Elton's attention. Do you remember? No. She says, and I I think it's brilliant. Like everything she said, and that's why I think there should be a book. Because everything Cher says here is accurate. She says, make sure he sees you, but don't talk to him first. Talk to another guy in his eye line, but then leave before he comes over. Because guys always... like. That, that would annoy me so much. Like, really? oh, I saw the girl. Oh, she's over there talking to another guy, but I'm in another conversation. And then as soon as I disengage with that conversation, I look over and she's gone. I'd need to find her. Wow. I absolutely would need to find that person. Okay. I actually, I when I was listening to that, I was like, oh, that's not true. Oh, it's but absolutely it true. true. 100% it's true. Wow. Okay. Everyone, you hear it here first. Cher has a few good lines in this movie that, that are legit. Yeah. Wow. When she's trying to woo another guy later, she talks about... um. Oh my god. This is a little bit offside, but she's like always draw attention to your mouth because guys like being drawn to your mouth or something like that. I do remember. And she that. also says whenever a boy comes over, always have something baking. These are all real, like factual things that make sense. Share. She should have written a book. She should have. God. Maybe, maybe. 
But the party occurs. The party occurs, yes. And I was going to talk about when they were when they're heading to the valley party, and Dion and her boyfriend are trying to figure out directions. Um, I have been Devin's co-pilot um, a few times, and a few and for a few long trips as well. Listen, what was going on with Dion <laughs> and her boyfriend does not compare to us because they didn't have Google Maps. This is they, true. they have to talk about: Are we going east <laughs> down the highway or west? What what exit are we taking? They need to re- remember back in those days where you actually had to think about where you were going. So I should have been better. Is you what should you're have been saying. better. You have I was phone say, with all the information in front of you. I on. literally have here. You wanted to kill me. Oh my god! <laughs> There's no excuses anymore. And you know what? It was at the tail end of the trip. We had finally made it to Halifax. God, so upset. And yeah, we were both really tired. It was like I don't know, 17 hours or something. It was wild. We got into. We got. We got there though. It was in one piece. Thank God. They leave, they leave, they're getting ready to leave and they're trying to figure out one of Cher's friends say, oh, you know what? I'll drive one of you guys home. I can drive uh, Ty home. And then Elton's like, oh, I'll drive you Cher home. And so then he tries making out with her and it is totally awkward and cringy and she gets out. Good for her. And he basically like speeds off and leaves her in the middle of nowhere at some like corner store and she gets mugged. I thought it was really funny that she didn't want to go down on the ground because she was wearing a really expensive coat and a dress. Get down on the ground. Face down. Come on! Oh no. You don't understand. This is an alaya. An a what It's like a totally important designer. And I will totally shoot you in the head. Get out! And, oh, hilarious. And it, the guy was like, I don't know what that is. But like, it's like, dude, that's where the money is. You took her purse, which probably doesn't have much in it. The dress is what The dress want. is what's <laughs> most expensive here. So she reluctantly uses a payphone. She's a payphone which, called Josh. Which, you know what? I bet she had a quarter in her shoe. <laughs> oh and my that's God, why she was it. able to use it. So she calls Josh, because how else would... Stop trying to justify that hey, ridiculous... Hey, her purse was mugged, and it was with the robbery. Like You're the right, guy so who where robbed... did she have that change? Exactly, mm. in her velvet red shoe Absolutely that she wore not. there. No yep, way. I bet, I bet. The next day at school, they blow off class. So Dion, Cher, and Ty, they blow off class, and they go to the mall, and... They're talking about how they're they're virgins and Ty isn't a virgin and and that Dion says PC version of being a virgin is hymenally challenged. It's a low-key really funny joke. That is hilarious because again, if you're not paying attention or listening or you're too young, you wouldn't get it. And that's also a joke that just stands the test of time. Like that's still a funny joke. <laughs> Highly challenged. And I totally forgot about it. Again, with the Crimson Wave too. And that <laughs> Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. So there's a new guy. The school gets a lot of new kids. Christian, um, and Cher has her sights on him. She decides to send herself flowers and chocolates during the next few days to show how desirable she is. During the next few days, I did what any normal girl would do. I sent myself love letters and flowers and candy just so he'd see how desired I was in case he didn't already know. Which is a great move. You think? I was going to say, it's so, like, full of yourself. You need to be careful because it might look a little suspicious, but yeah, great move. Like, it's just about drawing attention to Cher. Wow. And as, listen, male minds are stupid. We're simple. (laughs) I was going to say simple. Draw attention to your mouth. Yeah, I'm simple. That'll work. Oh, wow, that girl is getting chocolates. And don't forget, she also fed, she gave Christian one of the chocolates. 
yeah, not but, only am I interested in the, the fact that she's getting gifts, she's now offering me some of her gifts. I'm engaged. What's happening? I just like, I don't see that maybe because I'm not overly full of myself. And so like, I think that's, I think that's stupid. You could take a page out of Cher's playbook here. No. Cause she's nailing it. She's killing it, Sarah. Wow. I mean, I guess it kind of works because like Christian comes to pick her up on a date and her dad compared, well, her dad compares him to the Rat Pack, which is a really good comparison. Yeah. But this is also the point where we see Josh start to fawn over Cher. Yeah, that... he was a little jealous. He was a little worried about yeah. her with Christian. And, and what going... she was wearing, yes. which was really weird. And he ends up going to the same um, party party that they were going to just to kind of watch over her sort of thing. Okay, is that weird, do you think? I want to ask that question. Yes, I, I had the same question written down. Listen, I, I don't want to... This is a great movie. It's an iconic movie. I love so much of everything about it. Yeah. The fact that it's a stepbrother and stepsister falling in love I think does weird me out a tiny little bit. Just, yeah. just like a point five. I think they try to make it very apparent before this, like prior to this scene, that they are very much so like stepbrother and stepsister, like that they're not related. Like I feel like they kind of go like they push it overboard by saying like they're not together anymore. The parents, they're very much like separated. He's in college. He just comes over to visit. And like, she's like, oh, like Josh, gross. And it's like, they really try to make it apparent that they they like are not related. Yeah. And I'm not totally weirded out by it. I just want to be clear. Uh, a point There's five. a little bit. A point yeah. Five. Like, yeah. Like, ah, I, okay. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that like, this is, this is where this movie goes. Like, I forgot that this is her love interest ish <laughs> so weird so christian wants to stay and party after like literally last call they're the only people in the in like the party or wherever they are and josh takes the girls home and afterwards Sharon and him have like a lazy rest of the night hanging out vegging out again like on the couch she's like oh i just like sometimes love going out but then i also just love hanging out at home and i'm like mm, this is weird like sparks are starting to fly like i don't know i didn't know what to think of it at the beginning but it's funny because by the end of the movie i'm like oh yeah okay they should be together i was gonna say like it's not weird by the end it's just getting there is a little bit interesting yeah and then like so so she doesn't see it yet and i think josh doesn't really want to admit it to himself yet so like kind of things go on um forward and share has Christian over um, and she bakes cookies, does some mood lighting, picks outfits. She likes to take uh, to take Polaroids in order to pick her outfits. She doesn't just like to put on the dress and actually look in the mirror. She which, doesn't trust a mirror. She trusts Polaroids, which, which is, is hilarious. That's another icon. Man, this movie <laughs> just has iconic lines and moments everywhere. <laughs> I like, Yeah, it's just like hilarious. And he like, so Christian comes over and... He abruptly, like, says he's tired and then he leaves. Well, she starts flirting with him a little bit. She's touching his feet. And yeah. she's like, oh, my feet are cold. So he puts some covers over her. Yeah, he's having none of it. Yeah. And we later find out that that Dion's boyfriend tells the girls that he is, in fact, gay. Yeah. And that's why. But I, I, I want to know, like, was Christian flirting with Cher or just, like, trying to have a new friend? I think if you look at all the events that took place and how Christian was doing it, he wasn't really necessarily flirting with her. Right. So I think he just wanted a friend. And I think she was lonely, and so she just kind of saw him as a potential boyfriend. Yeah. But, like, they still stayed 
friends. They do. After that, which I think is great. Yeah, right? they become Biffle's best friends for life. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next scene is my best scene. The freeway scene. Oh, my God. When Dion is driving and she <laughs> goes on the freeway for like, I don't know, probably like two minutes and is driving frantically. <laughs> this is the only point in the entire movie. I think the movie itself is hilarious. But this scene in the movie, I was laughing out loud. What the hell? Yeah, Yo, you're getting on the freeway. What? No, turn right. Get out of the lane. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Get the procedure. Just oh. get out of the lane. Because of how funny it was. Then we move on to Ty's brush with death. So they're all at the mall, Christians with Cher, they're shopping, and then Ty's talking to these guys, and she's like, oh my god, like, I hope I'm safe sitting on the bench overlooking, like, the death jump like she's on the edge of of um she's on the railing at the she's mall on the railing. To the, thank yeah. you and uh the guys start like playing a really mean joke and like start push like almost pushing her down and christian goes over and like basically saves her but she becomes the most popular girl in school because of it yeah which is so weird yeah like, it's a fun story to tell i mean Cher brings up the fact that she was mugged at gunpoint which is uh, arguably way more harrowing heck yeah but then we, we have this interesting storyline that drives us to a little bit of conflict where Ty gets more popular than Cher. Cher doesn't really know how to handle it. And they have a falling out at Cher's house. Big time. And she's actually really mean. Like, you're a virgin who can't drive because Cher, in the next few days, fails her driving test, which is hilarious. Oh, that's another great That's another iconic scene. It is. I drive... Most of the time, good. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that was absolutely hilarious. But, yeah, Ty wasn't very nice to her. Um, and I think the crux is that Ty was kind of like, hey, Josh, your stepbrother could be a love interest for me and Cher tries to shut it down a little bit and then they get into a fight. Yeah, well, and it's because Cher realizes that she, in fact, loves Josh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And so she decides that in order to get Josh, she needs to make over her soul. Again, another makeover. And she gets involved. She gets involved with school activities. With Miss Geist. Yes. Geist. 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 Geist, Geist yeah. And, you know, it wraps up with, like, Cher and Ty making up at a skateboarding competition and Ty Travis is there yeah and Ty has her sets her sights set on Travis now and not Josh and so Cher kind of feels better about it too <laughs> and of course Cher and Josh end up together and suddenly oh my god I love Josh I am majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. But now I don't know how to act around him. I mean, ordinarily I'd strut around him in my cutest little outfits and send myself flowers and candy, but I couldn't do that stuff with Josh. They have this like really cute little conversation on the stairs at the very end, and they kind of basically say, like, you kind of make me a better person. And I thought it was really sweet. And again, like I said, at the beginning, when you first find out that like Josh likes Cher and Cher might like Josh, it's a little bit weird. But by the end of the movie, you're like, no, 
this is good. It just, it kind of comes together really nicely. And like you said, at the beginning, it feels weird. By the time they come together, it really, it works out beautifully. And then we get to the wedding of... Miss Geis and Mr. Hall. Um, at which point there's a, a bouquet toss. Yes. Cher comes down with it. Hilarious. And oh, we yeah. ride off into the sunset. Paul Rudd, Alicia Sil- Silverstone. A beautiful ending. It is a good ending. Yes. And you know what? It's funny. I feel like we kind of just raced through the last, you know, 20 minutes of the movie because like it is a rom-com, but it's mostly the story of Cher and these iconic funny moments that she has. Right. Oh, yeah. And like the the trials and tribulations of being a teenager at high school. At, at a high school where, like, everybody has so much money. Yes. <laughs> and it is wild. <laughs> yeah. And yes, like you said, it's a rom-com, but it's really not necessarily about Josh and Cher. Right. It's, they do, the ending is about them and kind of finding themselves and, um, but it is about everything that's said or done. But it's funny that, like, in other rom-coms that we've rewatched. There are iconic lines and there's this big monologue that they have a speech where, oh, like, I love you so much and you can really feel it. In this one, the iconic moments are the lead up to that. Yeah. And that's kind of the aftermath of, oh, Cher's like, has a nice character arc. She's growing as a person Mm -hmm. and now she's with Josh and that's a really nice place to leave that character. But the fun was getting there. Oh, big time. The fun was definitely the entire movie up to that point. I love it. And I mean, that was a nice, it was nice. Quick facts. Quick facts. Cher says the famous line, as if, five times throughout the movie. (laughs) The movie is actually a modern retelling of Jane Austen's Emma. There were a few titles for the movie prior to them settling on Clueless. These included Clueless in California. For the TV show, it was going to be called No Worries or I Was a Teenage Teenager. Fox ended up passing on the concept of as a TV show, and the movie landed at Paramount. Hecker Lynn also directed the 80s teen classic Fast Times at Richmond High. Reese Witherspoon was considered for the role of Cher, and Sarah Michelle Gellar was offered the role, but couldn't get out of scheduling conflicts with all of my children. I actually don't hate either of those. I, know. I think Reese Witherspoon could really do it. Yeah, would have this like would this movie have been her like launching point? Would she have gotten Legally Blonde? Right? Mm -hmm. Alicia Silverstone landed the role of Cher because the director wanted the girl from those Aerosmith videos. Brittany Murphy, who played Ty, was actually a virgin who couldn't drive when she said the quote, you're a virgin who can't drive, to Cher. Alicia Silverstone said she took inspiration from Marilyn Monroe and Lucille Ball to play Cher, but that she didn't think that totally translated on screen. Okay, side note, whenever I hear Lucille Ball, I honestly think of Arrested Development. Of course. And I can't unthink it. She also didn't formally audition for the movie. A lunch meeting sold the director on Silverstone. The slang was mostly made up. The cast had no idea what most of the invented words meant when they first read the script. Words like Betty or Baldwin. The studio even released a booklet of terminology called How to Speak Cluelessly to help promote the movie. Which, genius marketing. Paul Rudd, who played Josh, didn't get the movie at first and thought it was just another dumb teen comedy. He did still audition for every male role in the movie, including Murray. Clueless is known for its tartan. Throughout the movie, there are 53 different pieces of clothing that are tartan or plaid. Seven of them are worn by Cher and 12 by other major characters, including Ty, Dion, and Josh. 
Stacy Dash, who played Dion, was 27 at the time of filming and had a six-year-old son. Cher's mispronunciation of Haitians in the debate scene wasn't scripted. Alicia Silverstone really didn't know how to say the word, and the director decided to keep it keep the mistaken. Heckerlane audited classes at Beverly Hills High in order to make her script authentic. The high school in the movie was named Bronson Alcott, an early, pro- an early proponent of feminism and vegan diets and the father of Little Women author Louisa May Alcott. Cher has 60 costume changes in the movie and she got to keep her entire wardrobe. Clueless costume designer was Mona May and this was her first movie. She went on to do costumes for Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, The Wedding Singer and Never Been Kissed, which looking back at all those movies... They have very similar costume designs. There were a ton of hats in this movie. Mona May says there that she had maybe 20 bins, like laundry baskets, full of hats. The Chanel-inspired water bottle and cell phone cases designed for the movie got Carl Lagerfeld's approval and even inspired Chanel's um, own desire to design their own versions. Increased interest over the years prompted Calvin Klein to reissue Cher's white dress in 2010. Paul Rudd wears a KU baseball cap in a few of the scenes. This is a nod to his alma mater, the University of Kansas. The entire movie was shot in just 40 days. Cher's last name was originally supposed to be Hamilton, a possible nod to Jennifer Jason Lee's Fast Times at Ridgemont High character Stacey Hamilton. The name is seen on Cher's report card and on Mel's mail in the movie. Cher's address is 901 Drury Lane, Beverly Hills, 90210. This is a real address. However, the mansion that they live in is actually located in the valley and not Beverly Hills. Coolio was the one who suggested using Rollin' With My Homies for the movie. Jeremy Sisto, who played Elton, made up the Rolling With My Homies dance. Editors faked the clog hitting tie in the head at the Val party in post-production. A special effect clog was edited in because the prop clog wasn't realistic enough. Tara Reid was on set for the filming of the Val party, but she wasn't in the movie. Weird, right? Did they? Did she need to teach them how to party? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Some viewers were inspired to seek alcohol and drug treatment because Travis entered a 12-step program in the movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Golden Girls cast spoofed the movie at the 1996 MTV Movie Awards. Donald Faison only shaved the top of his head at the Val party. Production asked him to keep his hair on the side so he wouldn't look bald in previous scenes that still needed to be filmed. This is why Murray, in most of his scenes, is wearing a hat. Oh, that's hilarious. The freeway scene was inspired by the director's own fear of driving on the freeway. Twink Kaplan, who played Miss Skyst, uh, was only uh, was also a producer on the movie. Heckerlein and Kaplan are best friends in real life. Heckerlein also makes a cameo in the final scene of the movie as Mrs. Geist's maid of honor. Wallace Shawn, who played Mr. Hall, was actually a teacher before he became an actor. The character Mr. Hall is also based on Beverly Hills High's debate and performing arts teacher, Herb Hall. Herb Hall makes a cameo appearance as the principal. Donald Faison, who plays Murray, went on to have a successful career on the TV show Scrubs, co-starring Zach Braff. Zach was actually considered for the role of Josh. No way. Yeah. Heckerlein is working on a musical adaptation of Clueless, and Katy Perry has expressed interest in playing Cher. 
Really? Yeah. I don't, no offense to Katy Perry, I don't see it. I don't know. Alicia Silverstone recently said she's game for a sequel if Heckerlane wants to write it. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention is the Ageless Wonder Hall Run. Okay, mine too. Wait, 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 but but can I say my honorable mention is just the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't age. Okay, so literally I have Paul Rudd because he looks the exact same in 1995 as he does now. Oh my, okay, so we picked the exact same person, but not even that specifically <laughs> the exact same thing. Also, I wrote down, what does this guy do? I need to know his life routine. What does he put on his skin every day to be the exact same it's 1995 when I this know. came out. I know. He's still playing Legit. Ant-Man, and I don't see a difference. No, like, me There's neither. a little bit of a difference, but really not much. Yeah, I agree. It's like Pharrell Williams. He also does yeah. not age, ever. It's almost been 30 years, Paul Rudd. I know. What are you doing in your life to, Actually, to be like that? Like, do, do you have a glass of wine every day? I hope so, because uh, that's what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> do you, like, what do you do? What skincare? What is your skincare routine? Like, who cares about Jennifer Aniston on those eight Aveeno commercials? It I want Paul Rudd. Rudd. Paul Rudd needs it should. every skincare, everything. Absolutely. He probably does something weird. Like, what do you think he does? Probably puts, like, yogurt on his face or I was going to say, like, yeah some sort of fish or something like there's no on, way it's yeah. natural like he he can't just be like that <laughs> god okay also the classic um quotes from this movie like so as mm. if comparing josh to baldwin um like those those are like classic iconic um honorable mention for sure but that's hilarious that we had the same paul rudd which should have been I think everyone for me ended up with who they were supposed to. My only what should have been is um, Amber Marion's oh. played by Elisa Donovan. Yes. We don't really know where she sits in this movie in terms of she's kind of friends with Dion and Cher, but they're more like frenemies sort yes, of thing. Yes, I think they are. Yeah, I would I would agree. But I just think that that actress, Elisa, should at some point, maybe she could still do it. She needs to play the lead singer of Aqua. In oh some kind God. of docu series about the band, I don't know if there's a a biopic coming out. I, I couldn't it. get it out of my head every time seeing her, especially the debate class stuff when she's like, "Sir, she's talking about some dinner party," and I couldn't get Aqua out of my head. She looks like the lead singer of Aqua. Oh, it's so true. That's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well done. I was gonna say, you know what? Honorable mention to the hats in this movie because there were several hats that they wore. <laughs> Especially when they were at the mall, there's one hat that Cher puts on her head that has flowers on the front of it. I had that hat. Whoa, really? Like not, well, okay, not that exact hat, but a version of that hat. Like the hat was felt and it had like the flowers on the front. I had that hat when I was a kid. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, four. Storyline, four. Thirst Factor, five. Imagination, four. Soundtrack, five. I don't know why I'm saying five like that. Cheese, four, for an overall score of 4.3 out of five. We're pretty close. 4.3 out of five. Wow. So I've got chemistry, three. Storyline, five. Thirst factor, four. Imagination, 4.5. Even though it was based off of Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. I like the adaptation of it, though. It's so fun. Still great. Yeah. Soundtrack, anything lower than a five is blasphemous. Agreed. It was a great soundtrack. It was. And cheese, I'm going to give a five for an Ooh. overall score of four points. I lost it. 4.41. Ooh, out of five. very close. Yeah. I like it. 
And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Do we, do we have a new review on Apple Podcasts? Yes, we do. So this is from 10 Things I Love About You Guys. Oh, that's adorable. Love this podcast. I absolutely love this podcast. I love the commentary you guys make on the rom-coms. And my favorite part of the show is Quickbacks because it is so entertaining. I think you guys should do About Time and Bride Wars. They are two of my favorite rom-coms. About Time has come up so much. So much. We totally will do it. Bride Wars is also freaking amazing. Kate Hudson, Anne Hathaway, love it. (laughs) And if you are uh, wanting to reach out, like heard you can leave a review as well on instagram or tiktok at romcom rewind thanks for listening